0: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, uh, everybody's asking the question, what were the cops in Wisconsin supposed to do uh, when Jacob Blake turned his back and tried to get in the car? Well, most people don't know. They don't tell you, but we will. We are going to have a law enforcement expert on and we're going to get into it and we're going to tell you, give you the answer whether you like it or not. Also, uh, we're going to discuss the downfall of a couple of mm, semi-famous people, Tom Brenneman and Jerry Falwell Jr. We'll also recap the last night's Republican convention and play some of the sound from crazy Kimberly Guilfoyle. All that on today's Callahan Podcast uh, with uh, Alex Reamer. I'm Jerry Callahan. As usual, we are presented by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help you lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and that loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Kalani, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I have one, once again, once again, I have one question, one big question, and I have been searching for the answer for, uh, I guess it'd be like 48 hours now, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this one. I know we, we goof around a lot, Alex and, and Dave, but uh, I'm dead serious about this one. I need to get an answer. We're going to have an expert on uh today. Uh, we have Alex who's not really an expert we have Dave Callane here I'm and an we have not me nothing. and i don't know the answer to this what were the cops in Kenosha supposed to do do you, do can you uh, can you tell me what were they, i mean I, I assume my assumption is they were supposed to tackle him or or you know somehow subdue him from behind the cop tried a little bit it was a half-assed kind of effort to grab him and pull him out when that failed he went into the car, and at that point, they have to assume he's reaching for his gun. That's my assumption. I don't know. I'm 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 dead serious, Alex. When I say I do not know, I've looked, I've read, I I'm, we're going to try to get an answer to that today, but what were the cops supposed to do?
1: Who's going to Who's going to give us that answer? Is that going to be LeBron James? Or is that going to be <laughs> a, a expert? I
0: well, you know what. I'm, well, let's talk about LeBron and Chris Paul. And, Wait, we didn't even tell Alex we're having a guest on today. Uh, we didn't even well, a pre-show meeting. We didn't even we tell have, him. We, we've had him on before. Uh, he's a um, uh, law enforcement expert. He served in, uh, as a, a local cop, a national, cop, uh, a federal agent. He he knows the protocol. He's the one guy I want to talk to because I don't know the protocol, and neither do LeBron James or uh, or uh, Chris Paul. Neither does the mayor. Uh, or the governor of uh, Wisconsin, or any of the journalists who've been chiming in on this. I understand it's an emotional thing. That's generally how this works. We start off on on an emotional level. That's why you have looting and rioting before you have an investigation. They're they're, uh, mad. They're angry. I understand that. So they react out of anger. But is it too much to ask someone like LeBron, a very important, influential guy, you know, to take a minute, put down the autobiography of Malcolm X, which he's pretending to read, and I don't know, look into this a little bit. Tell me what the cop is supposed to do in that situation. Do you have? Do you have? What's What's your uh, guess on this? I know you don't know either, Alex. I know the investigation is not complete, and we haven't talked to our expert yet. But what What do you think the cop was supposed to do?
2: I'd like to wait until we get an expert opinion. No, I
0: mean, it's uh, it's not not your style. It's not your style.
2: That's always my style. No, the video looks terrible. I mean, it's 10, 12 seconds and the guy is going to his car. You don't know why he's going to his car, but the police officer shoots him in the back of the head like six times.
0: I mean, not the back of the head, the back, the
2: back. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. seven times. I'm
0: telling you, I've read I've read every article I could read on this because I want to know. What but you the admit cop, the
2: video looks ridiculous.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, ridiculous. again, and I tweeted this out and, it, and, I, and I'm, I'm serious. It's a serious question. What are the cops supposed to do? I assume, and I've had a few law enforcement people uh, respond, but most people say, uh, you, you know, you suck. They're supposed, they're not supposed to. Shoot. Here's what I had as a response from dozens of people on Twitter. They're not supposed to shoot him in the back. Okay, what are they supposed to do? Shoot him in the front? He or how about not shoot him? Okay, what if he's reaching for a gun? We don't know if he was. Um, we don't, and and I don't know when we learned that. I don't know.
2: Is but even not- if he was reaching for a gun, you shoot him multiple times in the back.
0: Yes. No. You wait till he shoots you. Of course you do. If he's mm-hmm. reaching for a gun.
2: But he had he had he was he was he was just with his children. I Kay. mean I don't know
0: that. Alex, I mean, now you sound like one of the dopes that I was uh, hearing from on Twitter.
2: He oh, was with me under children. my alias accounts. I,
0: I wouldn't be surprised. So if he's with his children, well, are the cops supposed to act differently and say, oh, there are kids in the car? I'm going to let him grab his gun? Here's, here's I just the...
2: don't know if he was going to sh- have a shootout with police officers with his young kids. Well, here's, the, here's the two things. Seem...
0: Here's the two possible scenarios. One, he's grabbing a gun. And then you have to shoot him. Yeah, I mean, I assume you're allowed to shoot him if he's going for his gun. Two, he's getting behind the wheel and he's driving away, which means he's going to be uh, involved in a high-speed chase with police with his kids in the car. This what guy, not only not him? only is a hardened criminal. You've seen his rap sheet, I assume. He's he's he had two uh, outstanding wards, one for sexual assault. He pulled a gun on some people in a bar, so he's got some experience with firearms. If that guy was planning to go on a high speed chase with his kids in the car, he's one terrible father. I mean, you 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 can't say, <clears throat> we can't do our job. If our job is to use lethal force, you can't say, well, we can't do that. his kids might see it. That's such a lame emotional response, and I know it a lot of you know famous people and actors and athletes will say his kids were in the car. It sounds like something Joy Behar would say. cops can't say, We can't do our job because a kid might watch, a kid might see it. The reason a kid is witnessing it is because this guy brought his kids, you know, with him and did this with his kids in the car. You know, it's not their fault, but that's beside the point. I still want to know what they were supposed to do. And I'm going to guess our our law enforcement expert, uh, George Price, I'm going to guess he would say you're supposed to grab him, hold him, bring him down. There are a couple of cops there. Their job is to subdue him, you know. Like they did with, oh, with George yeah. Floyd, without the neck and the oh, knee in the neck. Oh,
2: we we don't know though what this uh, what this altercation or this or this this uh, this interaction rather was about. We don't know that. We don't know whether it was about the sexual assault uh, charge. We don't know if it was about it. It was also uh, domestic abuse issues. I right. mean, clearly mm-hmm. this Jacob Blake has a track record, as you said, but we don't know what it was. And Jerry, all we really have is the video, which you even admitted looks absolutely i mean the guy is walking away he's going to his car and he's shot in the back multiple times it looks terrible it looks like excessive force and you're brought again if he was white i I don't think that would have happened why how do
0: you say that i mean uh, all right let's let's do that right now so you think if he's white and there's all these outstanding warrants and and you know they they know he's uh, got a history of violence he's pulled guns on people before He's domestic abuse. As you point out sexual assault. They know he's a dangerous character. What do you think they let the white guy do? Do you think they let the white guy drive away?
2: I've not seen video of white guys getting shot in the back.
0: Well, have you ever times. seen Daniel Shaver? He's the one who was on his knees. He was shot and and killed by cops who were. Uh, I don't know if they weren't charged. Uh, I believe they weren't charged. There's plenty of examples of them shooting white people, but you know like that this. doesn't that doesn't work for the uh, for the narrative.
2: Well, I just haven't um, seen a lot of the – I mean I, I, the last three months we've seen George Floyd and we've seen this and I think that this could be a different situation than George Floyd. As you said, there's just so much we don't know about this case yet, but I, I, all we really have is the video and it looks it looks like another black man uh, who's been – an unarmed black man. Well, it, it obviously is. Police.
0: He's not killed. He's he's in, I believe he's been upgraded i uh, well, not killed i'm check sorry that? i think yeah, he I was in serious like shot many times i heard this morning he's in stable condition which is good i hope he survives god right. i hope he survives but here's another question and i think i know the answer but here's another question is it possible to expedite an investigation uh in 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 because of the emotional reaction now uh if you're a investigator if you're the uh i forget the name the criminal bureau of investigation in wisconsin they're investigating they may charge these cops they may not but in minnesota they waited three days i think to charge derek chauvin and in those three days billions of dollars of damage was done to a black neighborhood to black people if black lives matter um would you is there any way to say listen you know and we got this we got this and 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 I'm not saying charge him because the violence is imminent I'm saying could you tell us um was there a gun well, you no know, if if he if we find out in 3 days that he there was a gun and he was reaching for it and his hand was on it that all changes right doesn't that doesn't the the reaction change it's like the video withheld by Keith Ellison in Minnesota he withheld it for I forget how long a week, ten days that showed the long interaction and the and it showed the the mental state of George floyd. I mean he was um, he was not not stable, and there was no racial element to it at all. there was no racist language you know there, there was um what? The, the cops tried for I think the video is 10, 12 minutes long. they tried to just get him in the car and he wouldn't get in because he was he kept saying he was um claustrophobic and they didn't know in the, at, at some point they're like, well, you know, just get yeah, in. So then that, so that, so you just kill him. I mean, right. No, I didn't say that. Why? Who said that? Well, that's what they did. <laughs> well, no, that's what one guy, Derek Chauvin, did. Right. Um, he did and he's been charged and he's probably going to get convicted and he's probably going to go away. I don't know. So if if he was charged three days sooner, would the violence have been lessened? If we knew there was no racial language, no racial element to it, would there been less carnage in the black neighborhood? I'm well, just asking. I know. think I know the I answer. Think
2: that with, I think that with all these protests, and I've been saying this ever since George Floyd, you have to look at them in the context of the times in which we're living. It's not just about George Floyd or Jacob Blake now. It's about the fact that we have the coronavirus, which is disproportionately impacted black and brown communities from unemployment rates to death rates, etc. It's about communities that just feel totally ostracized from society and they're sick of authority and they're lashing out. So I think that every protest is occurring within that context
0: as well. Well they, I mean, they're not protests at this point. They're riots. These are
2: every riots. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well,
0: I mean, when you burn a car dealer and by the way, you burn a church next to the car dealer, which it's a Unitarian church. If you haven't seen the video, it's it's. It would be funny if it weren't so sad, but it's a Unitarian church with on its sign says Black Lives Matter and the fire at the car dealer. Uh, I, I don't know if it burned down the church, but it certainly affected the church. And you see, again, destroying black businesses, black neighborhoods. It's just so counterproductive. And I don't know how to, you know, stem the, you know, the bleeding. Like, uh, you know, if, if, if they don't charge these cops... <clears throat> it gets worse, right? If they do charge them and they get acquitted because they followed proper protocol, then it gets worse. So the problem is, you know, the, the, the initial problem, the emotional reaction, the outburst of violence from Black Lives Matter and others is just the beginning. I mean, if what happens if Derek Chauvin gets acquitted because George Floyd was on fentanyl and some some medical expert comes in, medical examiner comes in and says, yeah, he had a heart attack because of the fentanyl and the other drugs in his system. And the, <laughs> excuse me, and the jury acquits him. What happens then? I mean, don't that, make Rodney King look like child's play. Right. I agree. get. I mean, it'll be madness. That's, I mean, I, I hope it I mean, he, he seems guilty to me. If I'm on the jury, I think I, I vote to convict. Although who knows? Who knows how these lawyers do? I mean, maybe they convinced the jury like they did with Rodney King that the guy, the cop was just doing his job. But in, in Kenosha, I don't mean right now we could learn today that the cop did what he was supposed to do. It looks terrible. You are right, Alex. It looks brutal. But if there's a gun in the car and, and, and cops are trained not to wait until the guy turns the gun on them, and they say, oh, no, those cops did what they were supposed to do. Are we looking at a whole new round of looting, rioting, burning? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, it's sad. And I guess we can't wait for people to get all the facts. I mean, God knows we don't generally do that. We're trying to uh, analyze the situation as soon as it happens. I mean, it's what we do. We react well, these to are these people. Things.
1: these are people that want to do it. They're just waiting for their opportunity, right? And situations like this- they go and capitalize on
0: isn't yeah. that just the fact i mean and and the night was it the night uh it was two nights ago did you see the cop get bricked cop gets hit in the head with a brick on video and they are laughing he goes down he looks unconscious he looks like kind of an older guy um takes a brick on the head and these kids start laughing and celebrating going he got bricked he got bricked and they're reaching down with their phones, trying to take a, like a close-up picture of this poor bastard, who's probably a decent guy. He didn't kill anybody. He was just out there trying to control the, the unrest. And he takes a brick in the head, and they think that's so wonderful, and they're laughing. And man, I can't imagine being a cop these days. But I, I think if you're in the news business, if you're like a new like a an, uh, an anchor or whatever these news guys or a reporter, you have to wait. I mean, you have to literally say, you know, the investigation is pending. If you're a commentator, if you're whoever, uh, Alex Reamer, if you're, Us. Yeah. if you're Chris Hayes or uh, you know, uh, there you go. Rachel Maddow like or Sean great, Hannity. Great,
2: great commentator. You're not.
0: You're, you're probably, I mean, you have to do this. You have to react. And you have to ask the question, you know, did the cop do what he was supposed to do? I fear in a weird way that he did. And they're going to say, they have to assume he's got a gun. They have to assume he's reaching for a gun. He did not cooperate.
2: Well, hold on, hold on. Assume is not what you want to do here. I mean, you're going to shoot the guy off an assumption?
0: Well, what, 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 what if he's a perp in the side of the road and he reaches in his pocket? What do cops do? They say, get your hands up
2: yeah get your hands out of the, yeah right yeah. up yeah if right, they, right if right. they don't if they, well, they, don't, they, they, don't, they don't shoot they say put your hands out of your pocket and put them up
0: no but if the guy says screw you and reaches for the pocket they shoot him. they they have to they do yes what do you think they do wait for him to pull a gun
2: uh, what, if, what if how do they know he has a gun
0: they don't that's my point they assume he does because so they he's,
2: shoot so so shoot first ask questions later
0: the, in New York City, when uh, Amadou, I uh, forget his name, the, the gentleman that got shot 41 times, that uh, Bruce Springsteen immortalized with the song 41 Shots, he was reaching for his wallet, but they assumed it was a gun. Now, was 41 shots excessive? Uh, according to Springsteen, it was. But when you say, hands up, put your hands on the wheel, put your put you where I can see them, and they don't do it, the cop, I believe, has to use you know, lethal force. He can't wait to say, oh, that was only a wallet? Oh, okay. Because it might be a gun, right? So we don't we don't wait. We don't wait. We we talk about it, we analyze it, we ask the questions. Why can't someone like LeBron James wait? Why can't someone like Chris Paul wait? Why do they just react viscerally, see the video, and just say they're hunting hunting us in the street?
2: It's, well, I mean, because because I am not we are not black and we don't know what it's like. And when you see a picture of another black man and and again, we don't know what happened really in this video. We know that the police were still responding to some sort of domestic dispute. We don't know really any more particulars than that. Um, and when you see again, we're just going off the short video we have. It looks terrible. And there's a history of black men being hunted by police. In there is country.
0: not. I mean, not no, not a recent history. And oh, you think you, you, on, you, you I mean, and I, we can't even mm-hmm. Ridiculous. You and I don't know. Well, we've gone over the numbers before. Alex. I know, it's, I know, it's,
2: it's a I know. Like I'm just saying, but why?
0: They're not hunting black guys in the street. And if that's a white guy with that criminal record, all those warrants, and they try to bring him in and he reaches for a gun, they do the same thing. But you think you and I don't know what it's like to be Jacob Blake. And I would agree. Does LeBron James know what it's like to be Jacob Blake?
2: more so than we do
0: yeah wow, wow I mean LeBron James was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16. he's been famous most of his life
2: oh Jerry but you've I mean you, you've, you've think, been around long do enough you think you've cops heard are stories. hunting
0: you think cop racist cops are hunting LeBron James
2: I don't think I don't think he's being hunted necessarily well, that's what But he I said. think that we've Jerry we have heard countless stories of prominent people of color prominent black people and black men really getting pulled over and harassed by police. I mean, Michael Wilbon tells that story of getting pulled over in his own neighborhood. I mean, those are there are countless stories like that. It would not surprise me one bit if somebody like LeBron James has been pulled over in his life recently for driving in a nice neighborhood I, and a I, cop I, thinking well, that's suspicious. Well, I think he felt, I, it I, wouldn't I, surprise. I, I think we would have heard about it, no doubt. But right. I'm saying that this stuff happens just because you're famous doesn't mean you are exempt I, from I, well, this I think, kind of harassment. I think,
0: I, I think you know we use the word privilege all the time white privilege. I think I think LeBron for most of his life has been very privileged and I think maybe he felt left out <clears throat> left you know he, he hadn't <clears throat> excuse me lived that experience and maybe felt left out so he made up some nonsense about uh, racist well racist graffiti on his la mansion
2: mm, right because uh, lebron doesn't get enough coverage which, or positive coverage so he needed to which lie never saw
0: right. and the cops never saw because the people whose caretakers at his home removed the gra- racist graffiti <sighs> before the cops arrived now to me that's very questionable but we don't yeah. have to get into that again i know you believe you still believe jesse smollett i think don't you alex Justin? what's wrong with him there go. <laughs> you want to give george a call before we yeah, uh, george, um, yeah. Um, before we get back i want to get back to lebron because i got a question about oh. lebron and his uh his his reading material he, he wants you to know he's very learned and well read but i have my doubts uh because uh, the
2: only thing i know about lebron is he's a triple double machine and the lakers
0: <laughs> that's the, are... uh, that's the voice of overnights on uh, cbs yes. radio alex reamer yes. he's here Dave Cullenades here and we're going to be joined by George Price a very experienced uh, law enforcement expert who uh knows more about this stuff than we do. We don't love to have guests on as you know. Guests often are very boring, but sometimes <laughs> you need them. And I swear to God I was looking for people last night. I know the you know Fox News was uh, I think most news channels news were preoccupied with the convention. And we'll get to that. There were some great speakers at the Republican convention. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it but, so but, good. but here's what you need. You need to know if these cops were following protocol. I know it looks bad, Alex. I know it looks awful. It definitely looks awful. I know he gets shot in the back. That's not. That sounds terrible. But no one can tell me what they were supposed to do. I'm telling you, I got a thousand responses from my tweets. Nobody really could tell me what... They were supposed to do
1: well. Let's give this guy a call and see if he let's can talk tell to us. George All right, Price. Hold on.
0: We're calling him. All right, Hang we'll on, we do it on call. the fly. Um Look at us; we're, yes. just, we're improvising. We're here. just going. I know you guys are at the Legacy Club today. We, we, I would have joined. No, you weren't invited. I'm sorry. We yeah, what the hell? Are you afraid of
2: me? It's because I went to P-town this weekend. you think um, I have COVID?
0: Here, here we go. And I I wanted an emotional liberal and uh, crazy emotional liberal, and you fit the bill. There you always.
2: go. You got George. He knows
1: you're live. There. You All go. right, George Price. Yep.
0: Ooh. How are you guys? Good, George. How are How are you, George? As we, we've 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 talked before, as a former police officer, police officer, a former senior special agent with the DEA, and a former DA in the Middlesex uh, District Attorney's Office, I I have one question above all others, George, and I didn't hear anyone address it for the last forty eight hours, and hopefully you can answer it or at least help us out here. What would you? Sure. What were the cops in Kenosha who shot Jacob Blake in the back? What were they supposed to do in that situation?
3: So I watched the video and actually another video came out this morning. I don't think it really added much color to what occurred, but um if you watch the video um, carefully you see you see both officers coming from the other side of the car and they both had their guns out um, That only happens in a couple circumstances. One, they couldn't see the the you know the defendant's hands there. That would have been one reason. Um, the other the other news reports are that they were screaming at him drop a knife so he's got an edged weapon in his hand um, and he's climbing into a car full of people um, not necessarily knowing who those people are or why they're there um, my understanding is they got a radio call for either a domestic dispute right. or a fight right. so now you've got someone climbing into a car with a with a knife and they don't you know they don't they have no idea who these people are in the car and and you know they didn't have any choice at that point they're either in fear of their own lives or more likely the people's lives in the vehicle i mean it's the problem with the press and the problem the way these things get reported is they they always report on them objectively so they're looking at this video saying oh we shouldn't have done that but the standard and the standard in court and the standard that these officers will be held to by both the da's office there. um and in, in a civil court is, you know, what was their subjective view? Were they in fear of their own lives or the lives of, of someone else? And, you know, normally you would never close that space, um, that distance of space between someone with a, an edged weapon like that. You wouldn't close in on them and grab that guy's shirt like he did. Yeah, I was gonna that say, tells me they did, every, they did everything they could right then to, to not do that, right? They're at, the, they're at the moment of last resort here, and they had to stop them. And deadly force is really the only way to do it. That guy could have turned around and stabbed that officer right in the neck and and we'd be going to his funeral today instead of someone else. That's a
0: great point, George. I asked that on Twitter. I asked it uh, earlier in this show. I said, maybe what the cops should have done, they had him outnumbered, is tackle him, like subdue him, you know, like. Uh, you see often with yeah, suspects. and
3: and you and you would think that too. Uh, and you, I looked at their gun belts. It didn't. I didn't see any batons on them, and I didn't see any tasers on them.
0: They tased I mean, them. They uh, I believe they fish, tased them, and it didn't work. I mean, he's he's a he's and a, it
3: didn't work. Yeah. Well, all, all the more reason that they're, they're the shooting is completely justified in my view. I mean, you're, you know, could you have tackled them? Probably. Yes. Um, it, it takes a, a millisecond to turn around and stab someone in the neck. I've been in physical fights with defendants where. Uh, they you know they reach back and stab with a broken bottle and you know this stuff is uh it's full of adrenaline there's a lot of excitement in the video you can see that and these guys are just making the best decision they can in in a millisecond and we get to sit here and talk about it for for days and weeks on end we got some politicians who in in that state that governor himself condemned the shooting before the investigation
0: had even right. started, He's, never mind finished. It was despicable. George, with,
2: ahead, with all ahead. due respect, George, and you obviously have been in these situations before. How can you say the shooting was justified without knowing what he was going into his car for, or knowing any other details? How can you say that? Well,
3: well, I do know details. I know that the press has reported that they were repeatedly okay, but, but, stating but, to him but you don't know, but you knife. don't know what he was going he into his car for. So. <laughs>
0: but he had a knife. But, in, in, but he had a knife in his hand. He had a
3: knife in his hand. He's climbing into a car full of people. What's you know, and, and then people, that becomes a whole who other issue. People who are his issue. young kids Officers don't ever want anyone getting, someone getting mobile in a vehicle with a knife full of people. They don't know who they are. It just, it, it doesn't work. It, you know, they're in fear of their lives. It should be. The guy wasn't obeying their command,
0: period. But George, George, do you assume those, to those cops, are they supposed to assume when he reaches in his car that he's going for a gun? Uh, we don't know yet no. whether he was or not, but are they supposed to, is, does that matter? In other words, are they just supposed does, to assume does, the worst? It,
3: it, are they? Absolutely. Because there's plenty of justified shootings where there's no weapon at all. But if you have someone that's not obeying commands and say they're reaching under a seat or reaching into their waistband, this is why the standard is is so important on how these officers ultimately get judged. It's subjective. It's what did they think at the time, not what we think watching the video. Did they think that they were you know, either going to get stabbed or that someone in that vehicle was going to get seriously hurt if this guy got mobile with that vehicle? And that would be the only reason in my mind watching that video why they would ever close that space between someone with an edge weapon. Someone with an edge weapon can c- cover 21 feet before you can pull your gun and shoot. So that's why they always tell you to stay that many feet away right. if, if someone's holding an edge weapon. So, you know, for them to close that distance, scream, drop the knife, and he's climbing into a car, I, I don't see, I, I see completely justified shooting here. Do you totally. think?
0: Do you think? Is there a reason we have not heard whether there's a whether it was a gun or not? I mean, um, I, I asked this again on Twitter. I said, "Does it matter if there's a gun or not?" I mean, because he's it, reaching it, in the car. You know,
3: it, it depends on every every shooting is different, right? So, I mean, again, does it, it comes back to the standard? Either you're in fear of their own lives. Um, if you have someone that's not obeying commands and reaching into their waistband, or you know these guys have to they don't get to decide in three seconds they have to decide in a quarter second am i going to go home today or not let's say he was reaching for a gun and they, he turned around and shot them i mean what you know does it matter at that point They're, if these guys are in fear of their lives and they have to make that decision in that millisecond it's really their decision do i want to go home today or do i want to wait and see if this guy has a gun the problem is that the guy's climbing into a car we think with a knife they've closed the space and they're about to, you know, he's about to get in a vehicle full of people. For all we know, we have no idea. They had no idea who those people were in the car. If, if his um,
0: if his plan
2: was. It turned out it was his kids. Yeah. Um,
3: uh, if his plan was. Yeah, a, but the cops don't know that. The cops don't know that when they're pulling up on the scene. They could have been the other person's kids. You know, sitting up there was twenty people around the car at the time. They don't know whose kids those are. No one I, I doubt that anyone stopped and said these you know, those are his kids in there. That didn't happen. I if,
0: didn't see that. George, if his plan was to go engage in a high speed chase to take off, with the kids in the car, by the way. Yep. To take off. Are they justified in using lethal force at that point? If they just think he's getting in his car to take off?
3: Yeah. Um no, I would I would say no. I mean that's you know, again, they have to evaluate the situation, but I think the reason that there was a shooting there was, you know, based on everything I've seen in the press anyway. He had a knife. He wasn't dropping it. He wasn't obeying commands. He's climbing into a vehicle. You see him reaching down, right? So whether he's reaching down for either another weapon or to get in the vehicle, you know, they, that, and I don't know if one officer's fired, one officer fired, or they both did. I don't know what the was seven, here. I know w- gets There were shot.
0: seven shots. So is that? Seven, seven shots. Does that, that in and
3: of itself seems, seems to me, it, um, you know, again, I, we weren't there. We didn't. We, we don't get to see the rest of the video. We don't get to right. see whether or not he stopped moving after the first shot. My guess is he did not. Most officers typically shoot till the threat ceases. That's what you're taught in the academy. That's what I taught officers and agents for years. You, you shoot till the threat stopped, and you're able to you know completely stop the actions of of the defendant and and more suspects so they made those decisions you know we can't decide if those that was successive or not until you see the whole video honestly
0: so you think you think if this goes to trial they charge these cops you think they walk which will be wonderful for the you know the people in that city because they'll just destroy businesses all over again
3: oh it's incredible it's incredible all all before you have all the facts and you know White, red, yet you know, doesn't matter. Yellow, green, whatever, whatever the defendant is, they they were worried about a guy with a knife, not about the color of his skin. When they, when they decided to pull their guns and try to get him to stop what he was doing, period. You don't, you know, cops don't think that way. They're trying to stop an in, imminent threat. Got nothing to do with the color of anyone's skin. Do the, do
0: the cops sure? know when they're there? The cops know his rap sheet. They know his history, right? Because he's he's had experience, uh, gun, well, gun, That's, charges, a, good, that's said, a good
3: question. They, they, they certainly could have. Um, and that, and that, so that, that's another factor that goes into this subjective view. So if they did know it, we don't know if they knew it or not, but if they did know him and he was known to police and he was known to be violent, he's known to commit assaults and batteries, you know, uh, he, he had domestics, I think on his,
0: on he, his had, he, he pulled a gun on, cars. he pulled a gun on some people in a bar. It yeah.
3: He pull, pulled a gun. So, so, Right there. My, my threat level goes up exponentially. Um, you know, when we used to go out on the street, when I worked for the federal government, our, we would run the rap sheets on defendants and everyone in a briefing got to know what the rap sheet was of the person we were going after. So we knew if they were, you know, they were particularly high threat level. It adds to that tension as far as making the, you know, making certain decisions. If If someone's not obeying your commands and they have a history of violence, you're going to take that very differently than someone who maybe you know doesn't and is high or has got some other issue going on that they're not listening to you. But someone with a violent background that's not obeying commands, you're you're going to treat very differently than someone if you if you didn't know that. So
2: you've you've uh, you've said a couple times, George, that you think the officers felt threatened, and thus you think that the use of this kind of force was justifiable. But and and I asked this question genuinely. I mean, obviously. Being a police officer, being put in dangerous situations, is part of the job. Um, so, at what point, like, is just feeling threatened, and for your, for is that is that enough to, to use this kind of force? Or, I guess, like, where does the level rise where it is then okay? Because I, you're, you know, in these kind of situations all the time. I imagine.
3: Well, you. Get, I mean, you're, the officers are going to be the ones that have to articulate that, right? That, that right. they were in fear of their lives or the lives of someone else, and it's and again, every incident every use of force is different um you know if you've got someone sitting you know somewhere in a building or a hotel shooting a machine gun out into a crowd it's not really that difficult to figure out that it's okay (laughs) to shoot this guy situations like this uh, are a little different and that's why the subjectivity is so important and frankly so disturbing when you watch the press that they leave that analysis completely out of the picture um that's why we should always wait till these investigations are completed before anyone rushes to judgment. And, you know, we've got cities burning now without knowing all the facts. And it's just to me, it's just abhorrent that that we're not giving um these guys the same constitutional rights that every defendant has on the street. We shouldn't be judging them. They have an absolute, you know, um uh, presumption of, of innocence and that they did the right thing. Let them do their investigation, you know, right. and then we'll figure out what happens from there. But well, to jump I, to conclusions, is,
0: our world is nuts as, right now. Uh, we all know what uh, what Derek Chauvin should have done in Minneapolis. He should have taken his knee off George Floyd's neck. I just don't know what yep. these guys in Kenosha were supposed to do. But George, I really appreciate it. what we needed was someone like you to clear this up. You've answered more questions in the last 10 minutes that i've heard uh, any of these <laughs> talking heads and cable tv do in the last 48 hours so we appreciate awesome. it good thanks good you talking to you george have a great day you too thanks. that is Take george care. price former cop former uh special agent for the dea and a guy who trained police who knows the protocol All right, today's show brought to you by Flagship Wealth.
1: Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, I'm here with you again. People loved that I was picking on you last ad, so we're doing this again. Let's do it. All right, so a lot of people have requested the guide. We're in the 700s, which is unbelievable. If you haven't got it, get your hands on it. But so many of you had, so now I think it's step two, right? What should people do now that they've read it? What do they do next?
3: Dave, they've got to act. You know, we just had the best July in over 10 years. The market is priced to perfection. Uh, If you heard about the elections coming up, I've heard about this. Congress oh, oh you're, is, try,
1: you're trying to go back and forth right yes, now. Yes, okay, and Congress is screwing
3: up where it comes to the stimulus package right now. We tell you within this booklet where the market's going and how we're going to get there. So it's important you've got it. Act on it.
1: Act on it. That's what you got to do. So go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Get your hands on it if you haven't. If you have act on it, whether that's call Dave, whether that's do more research for yourself. Whatever you're going to do, take the advice that's in the guide. Does that make sense? Take control of your retirement before the market does it for you, Dave. Ooh, that sounded good. Have you said that before?
4: We're going to use that, I think. Yeah,
1: I think you should keep that one. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.
0: I'm telling you, Alex, that doesn't bring me any any joy to say these cops were just doing their job and following the protocols because that's not going to ha- That's not going to work. That's not going to satisfy the mob. It is heartbreaking. If you haven't seen the videos, I, I, I implore people every day to, to check out the videos in Portland and Seattle before this, but now in Kenosha, there was a whole new round of rioting of uh, looting of burning of, uh, you know, just insanity uh, there's a couple of videos. One one uh, Black Lives Matter rioter pulling a gun on a on a cameraman. It's it's scary. This is Kenosha, Wisconsin. I did not even heard of the friggin' place till two days ago. A city of a hundred thousand. An uh, old
2: an old like a manufacturing city. I'm yeah. sure. It's very desolate yeah, and yeah. impoverished.
0: And people t- and a guy trying to make a living selling used cars. His cars are all burned up now. I mean, it looks like something again out of Fallujah. Or you know, is somewhere in the you know in the in Iraq or Afghanistan, it's 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 heartbreaking, and you know, it is most impacting poor black people, working class black people, you know, small businesses run by by uh, black people or minorities, and they're getting devastated because these people don't want to wait. These these Black Lives Matter rioters, and and by the way, I don't think Antifa's even arrived there yet, but they're coming.
2: They're coming. good. Well, I'm going up to Kenosha soon, so you know how that goes. Um, <laughs>
0: and and they, you know, you know what the problem is, Alex? It's close to Chicago, so they can just all those Chicago-based you know rioters and looters say, can say, "Let's go. We're going to Kenosha." And uh, I mean, I don't know if there's any uh, Omega watch shops in uh, in Kenosha like there weren't sh- there was in Chicago, but they'll they'll make do. They'll make do with what they can. If you haven't seen the video, they are trashing all kinds of small businesses the last couple nights and once they um clear these guys exonerate these cops which i fear they will it's going to get worse Uh, the one
2: thing i would just say to george and i asked him this once is he said many times that he doesn't like the rush to judgment he's doing the same thing i mean he's saying that he thinks the shooting is justifiable without knowing what he was reaching in the car for the exact the exact specifics behind this hold on uh, hold on
0: hold on He's an expert. That's why we had him on. He trains cops. And I just want to know what the protocol is.
2: Well, I don't no, right, think- right, right, right. But, 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 but to say that the shooting is justifiable without knowing really anything besides the video is also rushing to judgment. I mean, no question. no the same thing no question, but, what, that I'm doing.
0: But I asked the question, and I think I know the answer is it doesn't matter if there's a gun there. If they think he's reaching for a gun, they can't wait to see it. It'll be pointed at their face. And when I asked you earlier, the question is, could they have tackled him? Two guys? And the answer is they could have, but he might have stabbed them in the throat because he had a knife. Uh, I'm telling
2: you, my screen was
0: dirty. I'm telling you, this is this is not going to this is not going to go well. And here's the thing will drive me nuts is he's right. George is right. The friggin governor condemning the cops before he had any facts at all. Took one look at the video and you know what he did? He inspired the mob to go out and riot and loot. These Democrat politicians are part of the problem. They are. They're co-conspirators in this madness. We learned yesterday or two days ago. Who could, who
1: could condemn it enough to stop any of this stuff in the moment? Like, who, who's uh, going to
0: do it? You know what you got to do? You, you got to defend the cop. If the cop's in the right, you don't immediately side with the mob. We learned two days ago that the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, ordered, it was confirmed, I believe this, uh, there was a report uh, where, uh He was either on tape or he was confirmed uh, um, saying, stand down, telling the cops not to try to stop Antifa for burning the friggin' city. These Democrats have lost their minds. That's why you're going to hear a lot about this. That's why you heard about it last night at the Republican convention. You'll hear for the next three days. This is the winning. This is the card that uh, Trump has to play. This is the winning hand. We are for law and order. They are with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. That's has to keep it that simple, and he has to repeat it over and over again. That's what matters. You know, he's he'll be bragging about, you know, building a wall or moving an embassy in Jerusalem. That doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, Biden's with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. We are with the cops. That's how he wins middle America. Wisconsin is a very important state. Do you want to be with the guys who burnt the car dealer right. down and hit the cop with the brick? Do you want to be with them or do you want to be with uh, law and order? Simple.
2: I, I, I think middle America is probably more concerned with uh, staying in their homes, getting back to work, uh, being able to go outside, period, uh, without a mask Getting back on. to
0: work. Joe Biden said two days ago he would shut the, con- uh, the country down. Uh, if he were in charge, shut it down. Well, then, what? Well,
2: I mean, then we would need more government support to pay people to stay home. You can't have one without the other. And then I think a Biden administration with Democrat-controlled Congress would do that. They'd provide more support to the American people.
0: You know, um, people like people like you, Alex. People like uh, you know, ESPN. Every everybody on ESPN, they love LeBron James and Chris Paul and uh, you know whoever else, any athlete who will speak up. Uh, they love Colin Kaepernick, even though he doesn't speak up. But whatever, he kneels. He hates America. He hates cops, so they like that. Um, mm. um, do you find this irresponsible? Because I do. Chris Paul, big hero in the game last night, and is and I don't think he talked about the game at all. Didn't he go right into talking about Jacob Blake? Goes right into it. Um, makes a. Uh, do we have Chris? Yep. Paul? We have Chris Paul sound after the game, and I ask you, he's getting ready for a playoff game. He's preparing. He's, you know, playing in a game. Do you think he has all the facts or do you think he's just operating on emotion?
5: Of course. That's all good and well. Um, I just want to send my prayers out to Jacob Blake and their family. You know, the things that, you know, we decided to come down here to play for. And we said we're going to speak on the social injustice and the things that continue to happen, um, you know, to our people. It's not right. It's not right. So the win is good, you know, but voting is real. I'm going to challenge all my NBA guys. Other sports guys, let's try to get our entire teams registered to vote. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff going on in the country. Sports is cool, it's good, and well. It's how we take care of our families. But those are the real issues that we, we got to start addressing.
0: What continues to happen to our people? What? That- uh, they get shot by police. Okay. Does it matter if George Price is correct and it was justified? Does that matter to Chris Paul?
2: Well... I'm sure it maybe would, but I mean, Chris Paul, I'm sure it would, sure. But Chris Paul is speaking on emotion like we all are at this point. I mean, what's the well, issue I'm with trying, that? He has, he has a I'm, huge platform and he's speaking his mind. What, what's, I'm trying uh,
0: not to. Put it that way. I'm trying not to. And I think, I think we've advanced the uh, conversation. I sound like uh, it's what we do. Kamala Harris now. We need to have the conversation. That's her favorite line about everything. Reparations. We should have that conversation. Um, But. It, everything changes, Alex, if they come out and say, I'm not, it won't affect the Black Lives Matter rioters, but it'll affect the media. It'll affect people like you and me if they come out today and say, sorry, folks, that was justified. They did their job. Um, it's, it's not going to be good for you know, the small business of Kenosha. But will that change Chris Paul or LeBron James's mind if they come out and say, you know, the cops did their job? Well,
2: it depends on what the other details of the investigation are. If they just say, if, I don't think they're just going to take their word for it, nor should they. I mean, you go back to the police report on George Floyd, that was ridiculous. I mean, it was a total lie. So police officers lie in these things. And so you, you need more information than just their word for it. It
0: is amazing how much we have, though. We have <laughs> – it seems like everything's on video. I don't know what would have happened here, what the story would have been 20 years ago if there were no video. But in this case um, – we we know a lot. I mean we don't know everything, but we know a lot. And uh, again, if they tried to tackle him, I mean he did grab his shirt and kind of pull him. If if Jacob Blake just turned around and shoved that knife into his neck, I mean then you'd say of course they can shoot him. But he didn't. Yeah. He you know, he could have, he could have stabbed him. He was close enough. And that's But he, he yeah. That's a lethal weapon. I mean that's that's a, that's a knife. But uh do we have uh, LeBron James cuz nothing is complete unless we have you know, the oracle himself, the the wise man, uh, LeBron James. Take a break from reading Malcolm X autobiography and uh, chime in on Jacob Blake.
4: If you're sitting here telling me that there was no way to seduce that gentleman um, or, or detain him or to just before the firing of guns... Then you you you're sitting here, and you lying to not only me, you lying to every African American, every Black person in the community, because we see it over and over and over. There was multiple. If you watched the video, there was multiple moments where, if they wanted to, they could have they could have tackled him, they could have grabbed him. You know, they that they could have done that. And why why does it always have to get to a point where We see the guns firing and his family is there. The kids are there. It's it's in in broad daylight and um, And who knows I mean if that video is not being taken by that person across the street Do we even know if we even see that video? There's like talks about that the cops didn't even have their body cams on. That's a possibility It's just it's just uh Quite frankly, it's just f***ed up in our community. And as a, I know people get tired of hearing me say it, but we are scared as black people. All right. He asked some good
0: questions. I think we have answers. Could they have tackled them? No. He had a knife in his hand. I, I mean, I asked the very question the first time I saw it. Could they have just subdued him? There was, they had him outnumbered. There were two cops right there. Could they have grabbed him, held him? Good question, LeBron. The answer is no. No. He had a knife. If you grab him and try to subdue him and he stabs you in the neck, then then you die. You know, you don't go home that day to your family. Um, they don't care that his kids are in the fam, uh, car. That's irrelevant. It has to be irrelevant unless you're just on an emotional level and say, isn't that awful? His kids saw him shot. Well, that's his fault. If he did what he did, which led to the shooting with his children in the car, that's on him. And when he says this keeps happening, what keeps happening? Guys like Jacob Blake? Uh, You know, hold knives and refuse to um, um, follow the orders of the police. Yeah, that keeps happening. If he if he cooperated, he would have he wouldn't be in a hospital today. So I think it's irresponsible of LeBron James. He's not waiting for the facts. He's not he's not doesn't sound like angry, like he's not trying to rile up the mob. But he is um, operating out of ignorance.
2: I mean, no, wait no way he was he was speaking genuinely I mean he just saw the video this was recorded this happened yesterday he was speak- he didn't seem okay, he what? didn't seem he was he wasn't yelling like Kimberly Guilfoyle he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't enraged he wasn't we'll incensed I mean he was asking you said it yourself good question yes I, I, I don't see any issue with what he or Chris
0: Paul said but what okay he asked the question he, he says you can't tell me there's not another way to detain him or subdue him yeah okay. I asked the same question, and George Price basically just cleared it up for me.
2: Okay, one guy. You, I mean, great. But there's a knife in
0: his hand, Alex. You understand yeah. that? I mean, I'm not. This is objective here. If you try to grab a guy and he's a badass, we know this guy's got a criminal record. You know, he's a violent guy. If you try to grab him and he has a knife in his hand, I don't. You're yeah, gonna get I, hurt.
2: I, but, but but I don't know. I mean, again, the other assumption that George made is, uh, you know, I don't. We don't know anything about this besides the fact that there was a domestic dispute. We don't know if they ran any background on Jacob Blake. I mean, I'm assuming they just don't know him by face. Oh, yeah, that's a guy who, you know, in July was charged with this, charged with that. I they mean, might, so, they might. But do you, do, you you think, made, do you think he's such a notorious criminal in a city of 100,000? I mean, maybe. It's not but, a big
0: city, but yeah, you, you're, you're right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Maybe, they, maybe one of these cops arrested him in that bar maybe, room. Yeah, like, I don't know. But And, and don't they run, uh, when there's a warrant, don't they know? you know what the warrant is for and don't they know that the guy has a rap sheet but i mean you don't assume because he has a rap sheet he's going to shoot you but you do think if he has a knife in his hand that i tackle him that i could get stabbed and uh um i mean uh, again lebron's not trying to rile up the mob i'll give you that but you know he's 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 talking about this keeps happening over and over again i think they're separate issues i mean i this doesn't these guys cannot be lumped in, at least at this point, with Derek Chauvin. You know, they can't be, oh, you, you're, you're as bad as he was. You know, you're murdering innocent black guys. It's That's just too much of a generalization. And that's irresponsible when you're as influential as LeBron James. But all right, do you want to get to, uh, you, to my girl, Kimberly for foy
2: Let's, get to, you her. To Let's talk, get to
0: her! You want to talk about smart, responsible African-Americans? Yes. I will get to, because, I mean, I think... The last night we saw just about every African American uh, elected official in the Republican Party, and they were all—they were all great. But first, and and we'll get to—I know you want to do this story. I know you do, Alex remember the Jerry Falwell Jr. story. Oh my God, this is great for us.
2: I was. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that, like, if we were back on WEI, you know, me and you would have opened the show for, like, 30 minutes of Jerry Falwell talk, and Curtis and Ken would get a million texts. I can't believe it. The Celtics are playing tonight, and you're leading up with Jerry
4: Falwell (laughs) for 30
0: minutes. (laughs) Nobody, I don't care who you are, right wing, left wing. I don't care if you're, you know, you like Jerry Falwell or not. It's a great, it's a funny story. It's a great story that I, for one, can't relate to. I don't know about you, Alex, and... We're going to talk to Alex about the Tom Brenneman story, which we talked about a lot last week, but I want to get his take on that. But first, my take on Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete's a great company. It's a fourth-generation owned and operated business that's working hard day in and day out to be a trusted precast concrete partner. Shea's a local company, but they're all over New England. They have four state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities, probably have one near you, and let's not forget, they're hiring. Great place to work if you're looking for a job. If you're a contractor, let me tell you some of the products Shea can deliver to your job site ready for installation. Water and wastewater products, barriers and bullets, stairs and bulkheads, electrical and communication products. The list goes on and on. It's not just, you know, precast. They do lots of things. They can do it all for you and your business. If you're an engineer, Shea can help you design your next project. Give them a call for more information or for an instrument or just log on. To shakeconcrete.com, where you can also look for a job. If you're interested, they're always looking for CDL drivers and looking for personnel at all their plants. You can check out the website, shakeconcrete.com, or just send your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right, uh, let's do the convention, then we'll do Jerry Falwell, because I'm sorry, I have to laugh. I have to laugh at poor Jerry Jerry Falwell's misery. Uh, I'm like Katie Hill. I'm going to enjoy a little Schadenfreude. Uh, with the Jerry Falwell Jr. story. I think, I know I'm totally objective on this, totally down the middle. So far, one night in, the Republican convention is a thousand times better than the Democrat convention. It's better produced. It's better choreographed. I mean, it looks more creative. It feels more live, even though it's not necessarily live. A lot of energy and stuff like what Trump did in the middle where he brought a bunch of people who were former hostages and he freed them, and he just sat with them in the Oval Office, and they all sat there and said, you're the greatest, Mr. Brady. You saved me. I mean, it's just simple.
1: I can't believe you don't think this is entirely a Donald Trump production. Like, well, I think top to bottom, I think he wrote the script to this do entire thing. But to, I do mean, you, he can't
2: really write, so do I don't know if he did that, but he definitely has planned it out, I think.
0: I mean, it is um, more you know, flamboyant uh, than the Democrats, and- what they're going to do is just hammer away at this theme, like the Democrats are pessimistic and they think we're all doomed, and they 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 portray uh, America as you know a, a terrible place built on slavery and all that, and systemic racism and everything else. And the Democrats sit there, and I mean the Republicans sit there, and they bring out that wonderful Kim Classic, Classic Chick, whatever her name from Baltimore, oh, right. who did that spectacular TV commercial. She's running for Congress. She's running for Elijah Cummings' seat. They had. Tim Scott, uh, African American senator who had the line of the night. I don't know if you have it, Dave, but talking about his life going from cotton to Congress, to Congress in one yes, lifetime. Yes. Can we hear Very from nice. Tim Scott? Yeah, yeah.
5: If a white person was coming, he suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton, and he never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance
0: of making that dream a reality. See, the uh, Democrats never portray, you know, this country is a place of great no, opportunity and hope you're right. they and never progress. Yeah, it's all right. never. you know. You're doomed if you're black. You have no chance. If you grow up, you know, if you're working class, you have no chance to to ever become. You know. Hold
2: on. Joe Biden's wealthy. whole story is about how he came from this middle class background
0: and worked his way. Yeah, up but that's and all dealt made up. All this you know, tragedy. Joe. You know, he stole that. He plagiarized that. That's not his real story. Uh, right. Yeah, he made yeah, that yeah, all yeah. up. Uh, yeah. But it must kill you guys, you Democrats, to see all these successful, optimistic uh, minorities. The guy from Cuba. Who was great? Oh, he sucked. Oh, uh, he was the worst one. Can we
2: talk about (laughs) him? I mean, first of all, what a
0: lame. Why why did he suck, Alex?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he donated, first of all, a ton of money, a shit ton of money to the RNC (laughs) right before speaking. (laughs) Hmm, I wonder how he got that slot. And also, I mean, the Fidel Castro shit, I'm sorry. About 50 years old on that. I mean, really? And, well, have and, you, have and, you
0: noticed, Alex, that your party's embrace socialism? And anyway,
2: and anyway, Joe Biden, who has uh, been a, a, a sycophant for credit card companies, banks, his entire c- career in politics, is not Fidel Castro. That is an absurd well, comparison. Okay. Is, well, Nobody buys it. Alex, Nobody believes Alex. it. We it's know stupid. we
0: know Biden's just a placeholder. We know the real power behind the throne is AOC and Bernie Sanders.
2: AOC, who spoke for all of
0: one minute. at no, the No, one minute, no, 40 is, one no. minute and 42 seconds. She, <laughs> okay, she went over time. Right.
2: John, John Kasich spoke for more time at the Democratic National Convention than AOC, who you think but, is a but, leader of but the but what why, no. His
0: name is Maximo, Maximo Alvarez. Why do you why do you hate him? I don't even understand.
2: Because that speech could have been written in 1972. It could have been written in I,
0: 1982, I 1992.
2: I mean, it's old shit. And nobody speaks. it's it.
0: not old shit when AOC and Bernie Sanders are now the powers in your but party. The AOC, they, who again
2: spoke for one minute, and Bernie Sanders, hey, who spoke for on Monday night we three know, days we before know. the president. And, and, and they, the Democratic they've bragged, Party. They've
0: they bragged that they've dragged Biden to the left. They've embraced socialism. Yeah, and this is a guy who knows God, real God. socialism. And he's telling you. No, Fidel Castro
2: is not socialist. Germany is socialist. <laughs> uh, oh, the Scandinavia is socialist.
1: Okay. Cuba do, we was, we was a so communist. Well. We were doing so well. And Alex has to go on. Let me play play this guy. This was pretty good. Uh, He was excellent.
6: My name is Maximo Alvarez. I live in Miami, Florida. Not far from the state of Florida, which is in just a 90-mile wide blue strip on a map for me. It divides freedom from fear. It divides the past from the present, from the future. I know all about the past. I'll never forget my own. My family has fled totalitarianism and communism more than once. First my dad from Spain, then from Cuba. But my families don't run away. By the grace of God, I live the American dream, the greatest blessing I ever had. My dad only had a sixth grade education, told me, don't lose this place. You'll never be as lucky well, against me. I'm speaking to you today because my family is done abandoning what we rightfully earned. There's no place to hide. I'm speaking to you today because President Trump may not always be politically correct. He's in fact a successful businessman. you your average career politician. Our president is just another family man, a friend and most important, our elected commander-in-chief.
2: All right, I get, okay, so I have three lies there. First of all, great. the lie that he's a successful businessman wrong uh the lie yes. that he is a a family man jerry i mean i mean family man you, you me. Trump, really? his whole family's
0: I mean, speaking his convention i think yeah, right. baron's <laughs> speaking tonight they're gonna bring back like uh what's her name marla maples will probably speak <laughs> oh. tiffany's gonna speak tonight which is a little i'm weird, excited for that a little strange but uh, that guy was great i got a little tingles up my spine mm-hmm. uh andrew uh pollock whose daughter meadow was murdered in the parkland shooting was spectacular nobody sounds like a real person like andrew pollock uh, I'm so glad he's on my team. Um, the, there was just one good speaker after the next. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was excellent. Talking about being a friend of Trump's for 37 years. Um, but they've already had more uh, uh, powerful African-American speakers in one night than the DNC did in a week. Who? Um, the the RNC last night was one kind of smart Persuasive African American. Really? So, the, the, I mean, Tim the Vice Scott, Kim Clayson, of- Herschel Walker. Jerry,
2: Jerry, Jerry, the person on the ticket is a a woman of color in the Democratic Party. How, how can you say that?
0: Uh, yeah, and she's a mean girl. She's okay. Well, she I mean, you said no, they know she people. She won I mean, Jerry- no one over. One, she won nobody over. In fact, after they named her, the Republicans got Trump got a bounce out of that the, out of that yeah. decision. But do you want to get to Kimberly Guilfoyle because there's always somebody that goes a little off the rails.
2: Well, her and Don Jr. did a mountain of coke in the back, obviously.
0: <laughs> oh, um, and, uh, but she came out and she was there to fire up the crowd, even though there isn't really a crowd. But it, you could picture up. if there were a crowd... Her job would be to get them all fired up. And I don't know if we have any KG. She would have been successful.
4: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream.
4: The best is yet to come.
5: Oh my God.
0: This, right there, the crowd's supposed to erupt. I can't believe that person was on television for. <laughs> she was. She was a big First star. I know,
1: but that's insane. She
0: gave it all up for uh, for Don Jr. She gave up <laughs> the five and all her other gigs just so she could settle, travel the country with Don Jr. Well,
2: she gets paid fifteen grand a month uh, from the Trump campaign. That's pretty good. Work I
0: think she was, was probably making it. a little more than that on Fox, but. Uh,
2: well, but here's here's what, here's my thing though. I'm amazed that Kimberly Guilfoyle was married to, to Gavin, Gavin Newsom.
0: Newsom. I know that's amazing. What and,
2: does that say about them? Yeah, I don't know, is-
0: son, they were the original Conwa- Conway's, <laughs> George George right. and Kellyanne Conway. By the way, I tweeted this out. You always wondered when you look at George Conway, who hates Trump more than anybody, and Kellyanne Conway, who was as responsible as anybody for getting Trump elected. And they were married, and they have kids, and their one of their daughters is rebelling. She's uh, she's looking for emancipation. She's 15 years old, which is insane. But anyway, both Kellyanne and George stepped down from their roles Uh, Kellyanne's no longer in the White House. George is no longer with the Lincoln Project. And you always wondered, how does that marriage work? and we got our answer it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't work. you know and, no. and, and, I'm and that's not
1: just like political disagreement that's literally like both no, ends yeah. of the
0: spectrum that is that
2: seems to be a really sad situation i yeah. mean their daughter is tweeting at she's 15 you know it's uh, that seems like a really sad you. Know, and
0: you and she shouldn't be involved we shouldn't be writing stories about their 15 year olds tweets or their tiktok video but uh no it's, it's i thought it was a, i thought it was a great first night they had like national anthem pledge allegiance a prayer yeah. a prayer from uh, some uh, priest in New York all those good red blooded American things hopefully Lee Greenwood makes an appearance uh, at some point maybe Ted Nugent <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm I'm sorry I'm, I'm into it I watched all the Democrat stuff and it just feels so important we've heard it many many times in our lifetimes that it's the most important election ever it feels that like is. legit this time it does not feel legit we have two very different visions of america you get the dark vision of joe biden and kamala harris oh, saying yeah. we're all so doomed dark. we're all gonna die you know everyone's racist uh
2: well, everyone you know. is dying
0: not everybody
2: not everyone no. you're right only no. hundred seventy
0: thousand no. plus uh, only <laughs> really worries. old people and really fat people at this point well, so that's,
2: that's a lot of the country jared that's true that's a lot of so, trump supporters uh, too uh, by the way. I, I
0: saw the death rate of uh i forget what country it was was it uh european oh, maybe it was japan against ours and, and ours is higher. And it's just simple. It says we have a lot more obese people. and Right. Uh, you well, which, think- is, well, well,
2: which is why, I mean, to be honest, that is the best way or one of the best ways to combat COVID to actually be in shape, which is which why, why, why are Republicans so up. against healthy food? Like that was a big knock against Michelle Obama that she wanted people to be healthy.
0: Because they took the garbage she forced on them in schools, and they threw it away, and then they went to Wendy's. It didn't work. You can't okay, make Okay, but, but if you, you can't Wendy's. make a 16 year old eat carrot sticks for lunch, but you're Why? right. I've asked this the whole time. Why don't we see more commercials for uh, Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers saying, "If you want to live, you know, lose weight"? Uh,
2: well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, that. I mean, Doctor Fauci, this great public health man. I mean, he should be talking more about how you can prevent yourself from falling seriously ill of covid and the best prevention is to live a healthy lifestyle is to exercise i am i am really angry that none of our public health officials have talked about that at all The last i know they
0: don't and and our governors shut down gyms and open up in mcdonald's i mean that those fast foods are all open liquor stores are open but gyms are not and 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 even when they're open they're under such restrictions that a lot of people aren't going back to the gym um it's not they should they should emphasize that more uh, and and um, you know the mask mandate seems so important now. I think you're much more likely to live if you get in shape than if you wear a mask. But that's just me. Um, Do both. That's I, what I say. Do I, both. I am. Um, by the way, on uh, just one more quick item on the coronavirus. I haven't confirmed this. I don't know if you have, Dave, but uh, Clay Travis made a little video. He does these little videos last night, and he said the NFL conducted. I don't know what his source was because I didn't see it. Uh, a story uh, attached to this, linked to this, but he said the NFL conduct- conducted 58,000 tests, 58,000, and they had zero positives. They had some false positives, 77 false positives from one lab. Right. But that is remarkable when you think of 58,000 tests. These colleges, college kids are all going back and one <laughs> thing they have to do is get tested. I don't think you're going to see that kind of success you know, at colleges because they're, you know, all going to parties and making out and you know doing things they're not supposed to do. You know, hanging close together and not distancing and not wearing their masks and everything else. But is that really possible? Fifty-eight thousand tests. Zero? I was
1: googling it this morning. I just did a quick Twitter search. I see nobody other than Clay Travis really talking about
0: it. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, hopefully, it's maybe as a hopefully it's true. Hopefully it's true because that makes it feel like you know football is back and re- ready to go. And if football unlike unlike baseball, basketball, and hockey, football's on schedule. You know, football is going to be there on Sunday afternoon in whatever it is, three weeks and Monday night, and thir- and, and it's going to feel normal, and that's going to do a lot to make the country feel normal, I think. But, uh, yeah,
2: I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, all these sports leagues, you know, even Major League Baseball, which had the Marlins outbreak, the Cardinals outbreak, then a player on the Reds. I mean, if you look at the actual positive test rates, it is very low, and I think that they... And I think Major League Baseball has is a really a terrible league, and Manfred has done a terrible job. But they you. deserve, but they deserve credit for shouldering on and not panicking, uh, because it's it's fine. I mean, that's what you, you have you, I mean, to do. You're
0: right. You have to do. You have to soldier on when it happens in college football, and it will. You know, three, or Well, four kids that's different though, because have,
2: these are not paid professionals, college well, athletes, uh, and that's well, the big difference.
0: No, it isn't. If they want to play, I mean, they want to play. You saw the Big Ten kids. There, you know, they want to play. So why you're not going to play? Because two or three kids on the team get what is essentially for a kid, you know, the flu. So you quarantine Uh-oh. them. It's it's in fact is less dangerous than the flu. But I want to get to two more things because there, are, you know, it's about the we're not celebrating the downfall of famous people, but we sure are covering it and uh, and um, wondering, you know, how you come back from something. And I want to get to Jerry Falwell Jr. But I also want to get your take on Tom Brenham in the Cincinnati Reds announcer. In fact, he's a national announcer. He's on Fox uh, National. Uh, Not anymore. <laughs> well, right. He was on the national games. He was a big deal. He's a His father was a big deal, and he's a big deal, and he's a very highly regarded announcer. He on a li- didn't think the mic was on, and he said just the most bizarre, you know, inoffensive thing that I've heard lately, and he knew it immediately. He apologized during the game. He he, um, he used the slur, the gay slur, the F word, talking about a city. We don't know what city, but we think it's San Francisco. Said it was the F capital of the world. And then he came on, what, an inning or two later?
2: No, it was actually the following game. So this was a doubleheader. He, oh, he was same. caught in the live mic in the day game and then apologized in the fifth inning of the nightcap. And by the way, they made room for the home run call, which was... Yeah, there sure was a home
0: worked. run during yeah. his apology. If you haven't seen it, it's bizarre. But that's no, it's, it's called professionalism. I mean, that's his <laughs> yeah, job. He, he's he's got
2: to just, you know, but, one last but home run call. That's a not? guy <laughs> who
0: knew um, right away that there was no defense. There was no saying I was misquoted or I don't know if you saw that stupid controversy yesterday. I actually was going back and forth with Rex Chapman on Twitter, which was, which was odd. But when the uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Project tweeted out that somebody yelled at Trump's speech, somebody yelled out uh, monkey when he started talking about Obama. And I went, holy crap! And I listened to the tape, and it's not at all, monkey. It says the guy says Spygate, as clear as could be. But someone—I mean, this is what they do when they—they t- they hate Trump so much, they make stuff up, they lie. And Rex Chapman tweeted it, and a bunch of other crazy lefties tweeted that the guy said monkey. He did not say monkey. It's—it's it's clear as could be. But you know that—that's that. We're done with that. On this, Alex, does Tom Brenness? Do you forgive him, first of all, and do you—or th- uh, I should say—accept his apology, and do you think he survives?
2: Um, do I forgive him? Uh, that's, do I don't I mean that's a stupid question. That's a stupid um, question. No, I mean, it's uh. it's I have to wait and see. You know, I don't think that I am not in favor of just as my good friend Steve Buckley wrote and we wrote it out sports. I'm not in favor of just immediately firing Tom Brennan because I don't think that's effective. I mean, obviously, he, he he said a terrible thing. I think that he says this kind of stuff regularly because he said it with such impunity Um, But let's see him put in the work. I mean, there are examples of people in sports. Chris Culver, if you remember, was that cornerback for the 49ers years ago who said before the Super Bowl, like he would never shower with a gay person or something. Remember that? It was a pretty big story. And he's actually turned it around and become an advocate to the community. The best example of this is uh, Tim Hardaway, who said very disparaging things about gay people and then has become a great ally has later it? in his life yeah so i mean there is the, the goal here. there's me be don't forget about me you know? i'm
0: i'm like you know promoting advancing alex at every chance i get you know people find that surprising because lots of liberals hate you but i don't i like you so i give me yeah, some jerry
2: credit. yeah jerry's a great ally as well i mean he wore a hazmat suit when he first met me and now uh we're <laughs> but i will say for i will say
0: meetings I will say on the record that I don't want to shower with you. Okay. So I don't know. Does that make me homophobic? I don't want to, but I don't, I'm not sure he survives because like I said, there's no defense. It even, you know, even we've been in rooms with guys and, you know, uh, whatever, politically incorrect guys in locker rooms and, you know, bars and everything. You don't hear people talk like that anymore. Talk like Uh he talked on that mic.
2: I, I, I was telling one of my friends this over the weekend, and he accused me of living in a bubble. And I said, "Well, you do too." I have not. If someone just said that word, just casually and like casually in conversation to me in a derogatory, I, I would be floored. I couldn't tell you the last time I heard someone say that.
0: I'm, I'm with you. They used to. When I was a kid, it was just a yeah, I mean, playground, playground. I've thing. used it. it didn't. In, mean in high
2: it. school, in high school, I used it all the time. I mean, it was just part of the vernacular unfortunately and
0: uh, like i said you don't hear it anymore he sounded like he was you know back in the 80s and i don't know how you recover from that you know maybe he will hell nick cannon still has a job and nick cannon said the single most offensive thing i've ever heard a celebrity say on on anything on, on on a podcast or on tv or radio and he's still working and he's got people defending him. And he said, white people are savages like close to animals. Yeah, but he
1: that, that was part of like, a, he, he was at least trying to back up. Like he was oh, actually- hold, tra- hold on, Dave Cullen. No, 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 hold cannon. on. No, 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 I'm not defending the stance. I'm just saying he was on a podcast talking about it from a societal type issue. It was a conversation. This is literally like he's, he's making a joke. He uses that word in his daily life, office. Yes.
0: Did you see like another, does, another announcer got caught typing the N word? And when he meant to type nuggets- with de- the guys from Denver, right? The guy, uh, this new guy. Yeah, I forget his um, name. Yeah. And he was tweeting about the Nuggets, and this is the second guy in a week who tweeted the n words right. of Nuggets, and he was taken off the air, I believe. And he just said, "I typed the wrong word." I mean, I I don't know how you like fire a guy for that if he's legitimately no, you, you, typing, because you know. who would ever type that on purpose? <laughs> you can never
2: do that. I, I I would say though, just last thing on Brennan, like I just I, I I'm more interested in education and also diversity like the cincinnati reds now should make an effort to maybe hire an lgbt person as part of their broadcast team or let's get some representation here as well just immediately firing the guy who says the bad word is not the answer the only thing it does is put somebody out of a job that's not the way we move forward and you know if tom brenneman had a record of saying homophobic things on live mics then my opinion would be different but you know, know like just immediately news. firing is not the is right. not
0: the. It'd be different if you had a record like you know Joy Reed has a record, but you know really, she George, is, yeah, not, she doesn't have to pay any price. Um, anyway, um, I know you're not enjoying the f- downfall of uh, Tom Brennan, but you are enjoying the downfall of Jerry Falwell Jr. And I have to say, I laughed out loud reading this because it's came out. It was like trickling out. His wife had an affair with the pool boy. And the pool, I mean, at some point, if you're having an affair with the pool boy, don't you have to think that eventually he's going to talk about it? I mean, do you trust the pool boy to keep it between you?
2: <laughs> well, this has been going on for a couple of years. Six so it's years. A, story a couple of years ago, we found out about the business arrangement with the hostel in South Beach. And then you're like, well, it's a little strange. And so, I mean, I think we kind of knew that something was going on. But, I mean, we got it all yesterday. So is, it, is
1: it technically a affair if you like to watch it? I, I mean, that, that, I, I, that is... I mean, I'd i I'd say I, that's a... I mean, the new the new trend going around, we've reported on the story, they might have been a thruple this entire time. I know. Which, mean, we didn't know
0: about Which it. Katie Hill, you know, she resigned, but she defends it. People defend her. It's her personal life and all that, even though she well, was having an affair with an underling. This is... Well, right. Guy, well,
2: that's the issue with Katie Hill. It was with a staffer. I mean, you Yes. Know.
0: And, you know, but Jerry Falwell's got a long history. I mean, you can't... There's a strict code at Liberty University. You can't have sex with, you know, anybody. You can't even... Right. sex with yourself. They have rules against everything, <laughs> and he is. If you missed the story, his wife had an affair with the pool boy, and the entire time, I believe six years, he liked to watch. Now I've seen this on you know an occasional adult film that I've stumbled across accidentally, yeah, exactly. yeah. and I mm-hmm. can't relate to it mm-hmm. at all. I'm sorry, There's mm-hmm. things on there. I say that looks like fun, but this isn't one of them. To just sit there,
2: you've never been in, you've never been into voyeurism, to
0: um, not this guy. watching another guy with your wife. I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, it's a little like it's a little like um masochistic a little bit, is it not? It's a I don't little know. Yeah, maybe know. that's
0: what you want to feel. Or maybe you want it to hurt. I don't know, but I this is not something I ever want to do. I have no desire to do. I'm not the I'm just not a I'm not a kinky guy, what can I say? Not my style.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm not kink shaming. I mean, that's fine if that's what the Fallwells are into, but, but you're it's shaming uh, it's hypocr- hypocrisy.
0: It's hypocrisy. I I was going to say, I mean, if someone else could cut doing this, Jerry Fallwell would be the first Jerry Fallwell Jr would be the first guy to condemn them and now we know by the way there's a video you have to see it's bizarre he's doing this weightlifting weird weightlifting thing pelvic thrusts he's got a barbell across his um thighs he's back on a bench and he's doing these pelvic thrusts and two girls like teenage girls stand on the bar i i I know it sounds confusing google it look it up it's weird and it's bizarre I saw that like one day before the story broke, so I guess it was no secret. That That feels
1: weirder than watching your wife bang another dude. Yeah, it says,
0: why is Jerry Falwell (laughs) doing pelvic thrusts with teenage girls? And I look at it and I go, good question. Who are they? Are they students? But um, I think a lot of people were not surprised that Gerald Falwell has a little bit of a dark side. By the way, he says he's not uh, quitting. They said they're removing him as president of Liberty University. He says he's not quitting, so- the fun has just begun for uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and the folks at Liberty University. Um, I saw a story on the on the football team and how they will be how they will react <laughs> to Jerry Falwell's downfall at Liberty University. But anyway, anyway, we'll see what happens today. We'll see what ha- I know Kenosha is still burning, um, and I know that'll be a big part of the. Um, of the RNC tonight. Tiffany, don't forget Tiffany Trump speaking tonight. Don't want to miss that.
2: I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm We're excited. See what he has to say.
0: I'm excited. I don't think she, she's not, not the black sheep of the family, but she's not involved in everything like Ivanka and Jared and Don Jr. Um, good luck mm. to her. I'll be watching. And uh, good luck to the good people of Kenosha, Wisconsin. Thanks to George Price for joining us. He's the, our uh, law enforcement expert. And thanks to... Alex Reamer, and thanks to Shake Concrete and Ally Paving and DCU and all our wonderful sponsors and supporters. You can support us by supporting them. We really appreciate it. Good job, Colinane. We got Thank a lot you.
1: of announcements to make this week, by the way. We do point. have
0: a good yeah. big
1: biggest fun one that's exciting. gonna happen this week is a new logo, by the way, Alex. A new logo yeah. is coming oh. this yeah, week. Cullin-Aim's we are, very G- excited we are eliminating like we are eliminating the uh what was it? It was uh uh what's why am I blank on Sim's first name? Uh Phil Sims No, the one the character on the, the the cartoon looks like it doesn't look like Jerry Callahan. It looks like a cross between like Chris Sims, or Chris Sims. and who's the other guy? Oh, Bill uh, Walden. Yes. Yeah. We're getting
0: rid of Bill Walden. I ca- came around on the logo. I like oh, it, but uh immediate. you know, we have reasons for changing and we'll tell you all about those later this week and tell you our big announcement later this week. It is it is pretty good. Yeah. I know we used to do this on the radio all the time. We come up with uh, our big announcement—it'll be uh, the uh, uh, member. Uh, our
2: producers got produce, got producers new contracts. Got a raise,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. Our producers got a ten percent raise, and everyone's going, "What? Why's that announcement?" We always said those stupid. Remember, we had one that we built it up, and they said, "We're flying private to the Super Bowl." Like what? Yes. A whose idea
1: movie. to do that? Like uh, that still happens in radio. Like who
0: pitches that? Producers, the producers, producers okay. stupid, so, and yeah. who are mostly stupid. You okay. know that. Yes. you know that. It's included, kind yeah. of a trait yep. in producers, but. Yes. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow.
1: Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.